0: to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 119. When last we left our hero, the War Sworn.
1: Yes, a giant corpse this lovely monster.
0: giant corpse snake wave thing. Yes. Um, sent by Gorham to challenge you. It was an undead army, effectively.
1: Yeah, hm? that um, so can enchant your weapons to attack your weapons can... you're not using, you attack you, which Kayla and feels is an unfair tactic, what yep. with the fact that they both clank very loudly when they walk.
0: It can haunt your weapons, it can haunt your heavy armour. It's a CR-16 monster. Nonetheless, you shredded it into oblivion.
1: It was a really hard fight. Uh-huh.
0: Are you alive? Yes. Is Mukaila alive? Yes. What more do you want?
1: <laughs> Actually,
0: I'm pretty good with that. So you are both alive and well. Yes.
1: We have explored that hex. Yep. And um, we pretty much spent that day you know, sitting (laughs) cleaning up and then just kind of sitting and resting but then we, we moved on and explored that hex. Yep. And
0: uh, if you remember, you received uh, the... I can't remember what it was
1: called. The Horn of Battle, yes. I believe, is what it's called. It's the one that's got um, the... Um,
0: it's a Horn was, of Instant Army Summoning. I
1: yeah, think. it's the, uh, the Grave it is No Barred My call. call. Nice yeah. reference. Why
0: mess with perfection? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could try very hard and come up with something that was worse, or I could just steal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that
0: is that, and we—I I think we literally left it there. You pick up the horn, yeah. you sit and rest, and then you are potter, pottering around Pytax's lands, doing as you please.
1: Yes. Um. So the decision at this point is: do we explore hexes or head straight for Pytax? Uh, Pytaxia. Pytaxia um or do we go to Littleton Yeah, I think we go to Littleton. Uh, we're going to refrain from exploring the random farm hexes along the way. Go. Oh. Because um, it's um, valuable, it's, it would be valuable from a tactical perspective, but it's also time when we're running short. We, we've got this one month and then we're attacking anyway. Yeah. So we're going to head for Littleton and then, depending on how that goes, we'll try and explore some Phytaxian area. So, um, Michaela and I are at this point travelling in disguise. Yep. Uh, we, it wasn't much point up until this point, but we're about to enter settled lands, although possibly more thinly settled, as we're about to enter some farm hexes that we burned the farms in. Yep. Which I'm not super happy about. But... like that. All right. And, um, yeah, so we travel into E8 and um,
0: Put it all across
1: the C9. E9, and um, we didn't destroy that bridge, so the bridge is still there, and we can use it to get it to C9. So yeah, anything that happens as we travel through those hexes happens. Yep. But we're not exploring them, we're just um, riding through.
0: So... And
1: we probably actually have a cart of some kind with merchant goods, because we'll be using our traditional merchant covers. Yep. But we'll probably have, like, one little cart of rare goods, because, you know, it's a dangerous time to travel, so we might as well be travelling with something that's got a high profit margin. Yep
0: least appears to. I imagine it's largely all holes.
1: No, we will actually have some real merchant supplies. Last time we actually spent time selling things to people on the streets because um, Fort Drolev was um, a relatively difficult place to not get arrested in, and the last thing you needed was to um, have people looking too closely at you. That's true. Plus, you know, the thing is, you know, if we sell them, we get money and we give that back to the kingdom. If we don't sell them, we bring the stuff back, so it's kind of not a...
0: So, are you aiming to go to Littleton or through Littleton?
1: To Littleton, because um, if we just wanted to go to Pythaxia, we could just go straight down from the Warsaw on Hex. Uh,
0: I have it in C8 rather than C9. Uh.
1: Oh, yes, I see. Sorry, I've got it written in C. Okay, that's right. Then we just go straight through um, D8 into um, C8. Yeah, you
0: can arrive there with with copious ease. It's not very difficult.
1: Yeah, the basic goal is to... Because the thing is that um, Pytaxia is going to be pla- claimed by Mivon. Littleton is going to be in the area, or at least loosely claimed by Stagford. And um
0: you, You'd like to have some assessment of what the fuck is going on there?
1: It seems like if I wait till after we effectively conquer them, it'll be a penalty to my diplomacy check. I want to at least try and have a negotiation with them.
0: Greetings, I am your new king.
1: Yeah. Well, among other things, I can... Um, wait a long time to claim the hex, or extend my protection over them quickly. It depends on what they want out of life. Sure. I can potentially convince them to ally with Pytax, or I can't uh, ally with us against Pytax, or I can't. It, it, there's a lot of options. Sure, but I'm letting you know, even though I'm going in in disguise. I am obviously going to reveal my identity in Littleton specifically, because otherwise I can't negotiate with them. Yeah. But, you know, I'm trawling through a bunch of hexes that potentially contain Pytaxian citizens, and I'm not yep. rolling through as a half-orc in heavy plate that is literally emblazoned with the um, various symbols indicating I am the King of the Makes
0: sense. So are you planning on poking around there quietly um, in disguise to try and find out what the deal is, or... Um more or less just trying to find the leaders and then interacting with them?
1: Um, probably the second one. Talking to the leaders is what I want to do. Well, I, I understand that the town doesn't consider that they have any leaders, but we'll be looking for the guy that came out when the um, army invaded, because he seems like
0: yep, the sort of guy. Walter.
1: Yep. So we'll go looking for Volta in disguise, and then pretty much reveal ourselves when we can get a private moment with him. And I'm happy to RP that, but... um, it doesn't seem like a particularly significant challenge to organise, so I'm ha- also happy to jump to the scene yeah, if you'd yeah. rather. No, no, people are, um... But I'm keen to talk to Volta and anybody else Volta wants in the mix, because some we have to talk to somebody, I'm not going yeah. to, I'm not going to gather up all, um, 50 or 100 of them and talk to all of them. They are,
0: you know, the citizenry are generally vaguely suspicious of you, in what you would consider a fairly appropriate way, because this is a time of war, you know. And they probably
1: this little town doesn't have too do a lot to offer. They probably do get a lot of merchants yeah. through here. Uh,
0: no, it doesn't seem there's there's certainly no surprise at random rolling commerce coming in. This happens yeah. pretty routinely. Um, your wares are probably pitched slightly over their level, yeah, mm-hmm. economically speaking. Um, but it's more the you know, we're in a state of war, so there's a chance that you're a spy for either Pytax, or Stagthorn, or somebody else entirely. Yeah. You know, there are many things you could be that are not what you appear to be, but they're not, um, exactly chasing you out with pitchforks, just yeah. a little suspicious. Um, you can fairly easily track down Volta, um, and he just lives in... Another house here, from the looks of things. He doesn't appear to have a particularly more regal manor. He has perhaps a nicer garden than some of the other things around, but the actual building itself is just much-for-muchness. And as I said previously, this town is kind of ramshackle. Yeah. It's just sort of whatever's here. Um, good enough is good enough definitely would seem to be their town motto. Yep. more than you'd expect.
1: <laughs>
0: not as bad as you'd think. Mm-hmm.
1: Gosh, this is fancy. <laughs>
0: Alright, so, you're basically gonna roll up and knock on his door. Yeah. I can give you a picture of this dude again if you want it.
1: Um yeah, yeah no, that's what, uh, I'm, I'm, Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. I'll take a picture. I'm gonna remember what he looks like. Well, I interact differently when people, when it's actually an NPC Are you talking to them and not the real Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of an ugly bugger yeah um, Caelan's not in a position to throw stones in this regard
0: dressed in dressed in assorted furs and again ramshackle um, but you basically you move up knock on his door and he comes out and looks he comes out sort of looks you over vaguely uh, would endeavor to proceed through your disguise but as you're about to reveal it anyway yeah. it's somewhat pointless one way or the other he says, yeah, what do you want?
1: Uh, would like to talk to you privately if you've got a few minutes.
0: He nods like this is not a particularly surprising request. Um, the, ab- about the only thing you'd see on him and on Littleton that is, I don't think that would disturb in the slightest out, a vastly larger percentage of the citizenry are armed in some way. Most of it is very simple. Mm. Um,
1: uh, Volta, on the other hand, doesn't appear to be armed with anything, <laughs> um, which I don't think indicates that um, he's incapable of defending himself. No, but it possibly indicates that he does so by headbutting people rather than stabbing them.
0: And yeah, he sort of gives you a slight shrug at this, unsurprised, jerks his head back towards, jerks his head back towards his hut, and then just walks in, leaving yep. the door ajar. Mm-hmm. So we and come in, park your wagon, walk in, click, click,
1: yeah. We'll have parked the wagon somewhere we can see it out the window, given it's got valuable trade goods and this is a um, not a particularly non-criminal town. Although I don't actually think anyone will nick off it, but just want it to be on the safe side. And then he, somewhat man of few words, sort of just watches you
0: for a long moment and lets you pitch your picks.
1: All right. Uh, Michaela, if you'd be so good. And she dismisses the magical effect of the disguises. And of course, then you look like Kayla and Michaela. Yeah, he sort of looks at this. I mean, obviously, you know, not um, unbelievably obvious who we are. Yeah. but I imagine he put it together. If yeah, not yeah. Uh,
0: he is by no stretch of imagination an idiot. Yeah, and um, Kaylin certainly is pretty darn noticeable. Yeah, frankly, as is Michaela. There are yeah. very few people that wear veils in this part of the world. Yeah, um, and he looks at you. And again he's there's that vague look of surprise, he's sort of slightly taken back by the fact that you're here, but not particularly surprised by the fact that you've turned up and he sort of see so this guy's come off. Shrugs slightly. No Kaelin Thorn, you must be Michaela Morag. Uh-
1: Why are you here? Wanted to talk to you. Well, um, I understand no one round here is in charge particularly, but a um, bit impractical to d- address the town as a whole. Um, if there's anybody you'd like to get in on this, um, you're welcome to call them in. He shrugs slightly, gives
0: gives a head shake. People listen to my words when they need to. Doesn't mean I'm in charge. Fair enough. But you, you... I understand you need to, you need to deal with a leader. I suppose that's what you've got.
1: There's gonna be a pretty big army coming past here and heading for Pytax here fairly soon now. He nods at this. I think it's unlikely at this time that we're gonna lose.
0: Confidence, certainly. I would not like to be the one standing up to a clockwork king.
1: I'm not necessarily saying fighting him is going to go tremendously well, assuming fighting him is where this is headed. But um, I don't think there's much chance that the army he's got left can stand up against what's coming for him. But if um, if we get killed, then I don't think much changes from your perspective. But if we win... Then we have a new king. Well... He
0: says, deeply
1: unenthusiastically. That depends a bit on you, like... Um... This area... Stag... This larger, and Calamal gesture, that, um... Ereveti hasn't done very much with will by and large fall under Stagthorn's aegis. Now... We've had a pretty good run of it, of um, not um, colonising people that don't want us. I hear these things. Now, I know that you're the people what didn't want to be part of what Pytaxia is now, even though you were part of what Pytaxia used to be. But that could mean a lot of things. Could mean that you um, don't like golems in the way Ravetti runs things. He nods again. Or it could mean that you don't want on uh, part of any big guy with a sword who says he's your king now.
0: He he nods again with a sort of slight acknowledging smirk on his face.
1: Or it could be that um, you need to um, get to know a fellow and see what he's like before you make such a judgment. There's a lot of land between hither and thither between the but I'm I haven't even um in terms of practically actually looking after the place I haven't even um made it that far through what used to be what used to be Dreyler's lands, and there's plenty of land between here and there. We're gonna be coming down sooner or later, I would say. The um I've had this conversation with a fair few people one way or another, and some things that um that some folks don't call people. But the reality is everybody who's doing for themselves out here, as big a kingdom forms, it impacts the littler, the littler groups one way or another. But there's a lot of different ways that this can go down. If you folks miss having someone watching out for you, then this can go faster. If you want to be left to your own devices, then this can go slower and you can get a bit more time to see what Stagthorn's about before anybody asks you to sign up. But either way, I figured me asking you what you want comes a bit better before I effectively conquer the rest of the place than it does after. And if you and yours want to have a part in um, no, trying to knock a rivetti over, this is your last chance to sign on with that shit. If you and yours, if, if you think it's um, too dangerous for your people, I'm not going to push you on that. But it's it, as men and women, it's your decision to make. Okay, hey, nods at this, blunt but fair.
0: That is your reputation. He sort of takes a long moment just pondering this quietly as he sort of just plays with his fingers and sort of bends them and cracks his knuckles and that sort of thing. Um, And then eventually, Will, after a long, you know, five minutes or so of almost total silence from Walter, he gets up, goes and rummages around this cupboard, comes back with a couple of what are not, you know, chipped and hideous, but are just basically cheap tin mugs... Um, slides them across his little table to you. Despite what he says, he clearly has enough room in here to at least entertain a couple of visitors at any time. This is obviously not the first um, <clears throat> diplomatic envoy, perhaps that he's received. Yeah. Um, slides them across, pulls out what's just basically mead. Yeah, sweet. Pours some for everyone. And um, so I will be blunt and fair. But blunt and fair back again. Littleton has no time and no interest in kings. You are a much more palatable lord than the clockwork king, but that is not saying a lot from our point of view. But you have ridden your armies through here. You have seen what we have. We cannot stop you. Our value is you Our value is only found in the fact that you don't want Littleton. There's nothing here. He says, and sort of points vaguely around. I mean, that's actually not true, but nor are you giving up some amazing economic gold mine by not subjugating it, which is pretty much his point. Mm. Um, he says, we could come and fight the Clockwork King, but I think you will probably lose. I have seen people go up against I- Iroveti before. Everyone loses to him. He always has a plan, a backup. And all the combined forces Littleton can muster, our army, our people, gathered together in one big mob, could make no meaningful difference to Mm your fight one way or the other. I appreciate what you ask. I see the chance for... uh, He rolls his eyes like diplomacy and goodwill here, but... Littleton has nothing much to offer. Um, you know, and he sort of talks vaguely about this, and uh, you and Michaela will probably obliterate his thing. Oh maybe not. Um, you actually need to give me a
1: role on that one. Sure, well, I'm aiding her. And I'm succeeding in aiding her.
0: He pulls this off well and she tanks it. Um, she gives you the slight sort of pull of the air and um, a scratch of the scratch of the ear, not um, Thieves can so much as just her. Because mm. boy, if there's anyone in the world that knows Thieves can't, it's Balter. Yeah. Um, yes, and Carol doesn't, virtually. <laughs> yeah, she scratches her ear and sort of passes along to you, you know it's effectively not sure what to make of that as he talks about what Little King can offer. Um, you know, he's talking about putting up, like, a 50-to-100-man army, which is just going to, in all meaningful senses, get completely steamrolled. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't another.
1: even... Caleb wouldn't be prepared to feel the 50-man-to-100-man army. That'd just get crushed.
0: Whether or not that's an accurate um, assessment, uh, you cannot tell. Uh, certainly you would be pretty impressed if he could pull anything more than a five hundred man army, that would be much of the populace just kind of out there with pitchforks. Yeah, but
1: um there's a big difference in threat level between a five hundred man and a one hundred man army. Yeah. But whether or not if he's if he's um conning us about the level of force he can defend they can defend themselves with he's succeeding. Yeah. So that's fine. Well, I'm, I'm, like,
0: a logical assumption would be that he's going to talk himself down yeah. here, given what he's promoting but you don't know how much by or anything like that and it's theoretically possible that he's lying and has 10,000 men hiding in the woods. It's just not very likely. Yeah. Um, so he tells you this and he sort of shrugs and bites his lower lip a little and It always gets hard when politics comes into it, you know. I used to be just a man who broke fingers for a living. Now people come to me because they want things. I hear your background as mercenary. Maybe you know this too. You know this feeling too.
1: Aye, This wasn't the job. This wasn't the job I, this wasn't the job I um, originally intended to take on. I
0: would never call myself this. You have obviously had different advice, but
1: I suppose I am. The King of Littleton, he says and shrugs and sort of looks around the walls. When I started calling myself a king, king Mayor it would have been a more appropriate title.
0: If I surrender many people listen. If I fight many people listen. Ideally for Littleton it would be best, we won't know part of any kings if you were just go on your way, he shakes his head, but if you win, we are going to be in your lands.
1: The, um, lizard folk had a town, um, we call it Mirkfort, Val, Al. now. Al, they didn't want any part of us, and we had a little bit of a war and a bit of a disagreement. Eventually we settled it as a neutral town, um, we didn't go in we let, We didn't claim it they didn't um, send armies out of it we left that as it were for a few years and then they decided they did want to be part of the bigger kingdom but um, there's nothing saying we couldn't just leave the place as a neutral town if that's what you want hey. I'm not saying that's an um, arrangement that lasts forever but I'm in no hurry Falls wound up a lot bigger than I intended through to, through various circumstances on our borders. This is the River Kingdoms. Nothing lasts forever. Aye. Peace, peace, <laughs> is only,
0: peace is only the spot we have between wars.
1: My hope is that um, after this, things will get a sight more peaceful.
0: He sort of stares off into the distance, clearly pondering something old and deep and slightly painful to, and somewhat painful to him I have dreams of a town, at peace this, but this is the world we live in this is what we have maybe there is more peace with stag form. maybe there is less
1: but the decision is out of my fingers I have lived where there's no law, and I have lived where there is law. My own life leads me to always opt for the first over the lat, for the second over the first, but I'm not, I'm not big on, um, shoving people in. If we are, if we are as good a thing as, as I think we are, then you'll, um, come to that decision of your own accord. And if we aren't, uh, and if we aren't, then um, we've no right shoving you in to something that isn't any better than what you've already got. He
0: nods. Law comes with enough people. Has to. People flint a little to get away from law, but we still have law here. It's no alternative. You can't have anarchy, you can't have people murdering each other in the street.
1: Mm. I'm afraid there is an alternative. It's just not one human seems to go in in for very much. But uh, it's not something I'd. Um, it's not something I prefer. How's that? Um, in Orc Townships, people do, do yeah. murder each other in the street. Yes, it's true. <laughs> that's the percentage when everyone's, everyone's, you know, everyone starts talking about whether a bigger civilization's better. That's what Caelan's thinking about. Yeah.
0: He he sort of thinks about this, looks at you and makes a couple of educated guesses and then Volta nods. It's through. But no way to live. Always wondering where next knife is coming from.
1: I'm just as glad to be here here as opposed to back home in Belkson, yeah. <laughs> and um
0: uh, for your vague background, you can either pull this from what you're dealing with here or pull it from somewhere else. Um, his, accentually, his background is kind of all over the show. You're getting a little bit of, um, what was his name? Um, the Lenorn King's werewolf.
1: Kerr. Um, um,
0: Kerr K- K- something.
1: Um,
0: Kerr taste It wasn't called Kundal. Kundal, that's bit, it. A bit of Kundal, little bit of Svetlana. He's, he's you know, from some bastard mongrel town in the north somewhere. Yeah. Uh, probably with bits of blood all over the show in him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I see you here. And better to see you face to face than at the point of sword, but... If... That is honestly a deal you can live with. Littleton can certainly live with being left well alone. He says, and, and it's just kind of watching you at this point. Um, and
1: Caitlin's and just going to look back at him with the big dumb half-walk face that expresses, "I'm, I'm too. Uh, I'm not. I'm not lying to you. I'm not. Uh, I'm not nearly smart enough for that sort of thing." Yeah. Uh,
0: and he is basically um, endeavouring to get a sense motive and a read on you. Um, yeah. In the sense that. Uh no. What we're gonna ask you to do is give me another unseen smoke, okay. sure. And I will again roll to the sister Michaela. i the the GM is assuming that what you're telling him is fundamentally true. Yeah. And so plans. Is
1: yeah, yeah, no, I would him. um I would tell you if I was deliberately running a bluff on him, I make my sister Michaela.
0: Yep. Okay. So she gives you the little air scratch of you know, what he's saying is true, etc., etc., and you can somewhat have this um, here assessment here and someone after the fact. Um, yeah. Essentially, um, Volta's very sincere in that what he really wants is a piece of a sort where Littleton can just completely do its own thing and you piss off. He doesn't think that's remotely a realistic goal because even presuming that you don't claim this hex and just go around him... His people are still going to be, such as they were, are still going to be going out and trading with Stagthorn. Your laws are going to either end up applying or you're going to um, have to make them their own island where your laws don't apply, and then you get weird things like what, is ha- what happens when your criminals run off to live in Littleton kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but realistically, he has no way of stopping you. He is largely at your mercy. Um However, your reputation here pretty much speaks for himself. For itself, he is accepting what you are saying at face value because every action you have taken and all your interaction with everyone else has been pretty consistent on this score.
1: I do, I do have a reputation for say, doing what I say I'm going to do. Yes, I may not um, always have a reputation for being a nice guy, but I certainly have a reputation for um, doing what I say I'm yeah. going to do.
0: So, this this situation in Littleton is somewhat yours to drive. Um, he is not prepared to come and help you fight Pytax because his claim is that Littleton can't meaningfully bring anything to the table. You could make him by functionally militarily conquesting the place first but it's, it's almost a redundant no. and pointless. Yeah. Um,
1: He's he, pretty black. <laughs>
0: he is prepared to render you other forms of assistance although it's, I, I as the GM struggle to imagine what those would be but you could certainly ask him for a bunch of stuff um, some of which you would oblige because it's the smart and polite thing to do
1: yeah, I think um, you know um like, if it was a bigger, richer town, I might ask for a build point contribution, but I think they're going to say they don't... I think much as they say they don't have any soldiers, they're going to say they don't have any money, and I don't think either of those things are true, but um, I'm not going to push But I certainly don't think they have enough money that they can afford to be divvying build points and not um, Um, having their own people. um, um, Undoubtedly,
0: Volta would tell you that they haven't got a pot to piss in, but it's clearly not true.
1: Yeah. But fundamentally, you know... um, they're not asking for us to do anything, if they were, you know, like, I mean, I expect Mivon to contribute, but we're giving Mivon Pytaxia. You know, all they're going to get out of it is theoretically the neutrality they already have is going to be maintained. It's not such a big bid that they're, um that they need to come to the party with a big resource. If we win out, their situation will be improved. But then if they don't help us and we lose, their situation won't be made worse, which is presumably
0: his concern. Yeah, well, To be honest, Littleton is almost one of those things that shouldn't exist, because Eruviki could crush it at any given time that he chose to, and there's sod all they could do about it. He just kind of hasn't. They, But um, I
1: think what I'm saying here is they very much exist at his sufferance. Yeah, absolutely. And they will exist at my sufferance, which is not a very secure way to live. And Caelan thinks living as your own little fortified town outside an established kinship is kind of a shitty way to live, and... But he's prepared to accept that that's still the way they want to go.
0: Yeah. Well, on the other hand, Volta um, is pretty much an acknowledgement that any of his citizens that want to bleed off... And, citizens, again. Any of the people of Littleton who want to bleed off into the larger stagthorn are pretty much free to do so. Yeah, he openly tells you, you know, anyone, if anyone here wants stagthorn, they're free to do it.
1: And, I mean, there's realistically... um You know, it'll be a lot easier when the border's further south because there's heaps of dangerous things up north. But anybody could go anybody who is sufficiently tough could just go north at any point. I mean, the um, it's presumably difficult to get into and out of Pytaxia, but that doesn't really apply here. So, um, yeah, basically, what Caelan's looking to do here is that he'll probably. Be a bit um, leery about cl- claiming the immediately surrounding hexes, although he's certainly not promising not to. And he won't claim Littleton itself. Yep, he'll leave it to its own devices. But the theory is, you know, it's like it's like the kobolds and um, it's like the kobolds and the lizard folk, and um, even guys like Bokken, like. You don't have to march in and say you're part of us now and immediately claim their hexes and stuff but their way of life is irrevocably yeah. changing anyway because as you say you know the surrounding hexes are going to gradually become yeah. stagfall and stagfall's going to arrive on the scene and there's no way littleton are just indefinitely going to be able to maintain their everyone hands off thing it's not a it's not a static situation
0: he again gives you that shrug and sort of points out the window and he says, ride ten miles that way, and you're in Pytaxian farmland. Well, you were. Ride ten miles, ri- ride ten miles southeast, and you're in taxi you're in taxi's fisheries. We are used to, ha- we are used to having them close. Um i.e., you know, he's, he's basically saying he doesn't care if you claim the Hicks around Littleton. That's, probably not necessarily so true when you completely surround them with no way out on the other hand that's the current situation he's in with Yeah,
1: Um,
0: and he also says um, if you want the forest of thousand voices go ahead but very few people do haunted, dangerous I tell you if I could give you any advice I would say stay out and keep your troops
1: out I'll probably have a look in myself sooner or later, but our own Fay warned us it's it's uh, not it's not a, it's not a can- canny place.
0: People who hear a thousand voices long enough come back different, like Zadiga.
1: Well, I want to go in at least once at some point to see what. See See what's there, give hey, my
0: own people warning. Hey, again, this seems to be his most common gesture. Yeah. He's got big broad shoulders. He gives you that,
1: yeah. that whatever.
0: Show in your funeral.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I th- thank you for your time and your um, interest. If you, um, uh, 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 thank you for your time and your honesty. If the situation with the people here, if we do win and then the situation here with the people changes, you can send word. And in the meantime, we'll do you our best to leave leave you to yourselves
0: would... I think that's best for all of us. But appreciate your bluntness, Kayla. Manly
1: gives, you manly, gives you
0: the manly hand clasp. Um, and then you can basically step out and talk to Michaela and things of note, some of which Kayla would have seen, some of which she'd have seen there... Um, He's really informal, like, he never remotely comes close to addressing you as your lordship or your majesty or anything of the kind.
1: I deliberately introduced yeah. myself as Kalen in these circumstances. Yeah, I'm
0: sure really Ka- not I'm Kalen doesn't give a shit, but yeah. this is a guy who, um, has sort of started with, like, Kalen's social graces and then just refused to let all them from yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's obviously in a more of a position of leadership than he, than he thinks he is, because you will note as you come out,
1: uh, uh, we'll have
0: redisguised ourselves before we go back outside. You have clearly been observed coming in here. There's just this impression of sort of a dozen people hanging around Volta's house, doing nothing in particular, all with weapons, all kind of ready for a fight. Like, if you start trying to murder him, you will clearly draw a reaction. Littleton is, um... He may not consider himself the li- leader of Littleton. Littleton clearly considers him their leader.
1: Yeah. Um. Yes, it's uh, very much an Aries-style situation. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and and he laid claim <laughs> she to... She
1: may not think of herself as the leader, but that doesn't mean the were-rats consider her expendable.
0: And he laid claim to no titles of any kind. Yeah, yeah. Whatsoever. Um...
1: So, yeah, that's that's about that. Yep. And, um, well, um, once we're, you know, we'll do a little bit of desultory trading in a, yep. we're here to trade kind of way. Yep. And then, um, we had some cheaper, so, we have some cheaper trading goods, we just, uh, uh, as they're not very many, and we'll then roll on out of said Oh, and he is,
0: um, he is quite sincere in that, um, his greatest desire would be for Littleton to live in its own, just kind of little bubble somewhere. Yeah, unmolested by the world.
1: Well, the thing is, um, you know, a little village like Sandpoint is probably what he wants for Littleton. Yeah, but it's it's just more feasible in that bit of Verizia where um you may get the odd dragon attack or whatever, but um armies don't march through a lot because Verizia doesn't have a lot of big civil big bits of civilization. It's just kind of little villages and the old city but it's just not what the River Kingdoms is about, as independent villagers just living peacefully by themselves. Yep. On the other hand, it, it, it could be worse. It could be a little human village in Belsa. Then <laughs> they need a lot bigger army. That's true. Yeah. So, um, once out of the town, I will um, say to Michaela, well, that seems straightforward enough. I, I think it was well worth... <coughs> Excuse me, I think it was well worth rolling down here to have that conversation with us um, before we had the big army march through. Well, uh, before we had l- the final big army march through.
0: She sort of muses. An interesting
1: man. More dangerous than he looks, I think. I I, I think he'd, he'd um, almost have to be. He'd have been daft to have the two of us meet to meet the two of us inside his house um even with all, all those fellows just kind of casually working out, out outside
0: my impression was something of fatalist the what will what will be will be I suppose he's had to live that way for quite some time
1: I oh, and it's if he's um been, been around if he's um around the um Lenorn folk and the people have r- risen enough based on his accent um he may have picked it up I mean um Atlanta can do fatalism when she's got a mind for it. You certainly learn it in, a, in um... Carol says a rude word, arisen.
0: <laughs> I, shall, I should be half interested to offer a position on the council just to see how that rolled out
1: against the likes of Terry and, well, not so much of a problem now. If he wants to bring his people in, I'd certainly consider it, but... um Not um, not unless he's willing, uh, not unless they're willing to sign up. It goes both ways. It is yeah, they don't have to pay taxes, but they don't get protection. Though the truth of it is, if um, something nasty came their way and they asked for help, puts it and they give it, but afterwards we'd have to have a talk. Uh, that's
0: actually one thing that he might be able to offer you that's of some slim value to you. Um, just, gee, i I'm just thinking of options after the fact. Um, the, just Littleton's people. They are not trained. They are not fighters. They would make but a speed bump in your army combat. We could offer a handful of specific people, though, with some sort of leadership experience. Uh, effectively, what he'll float is generaling an army for you. Is his contribution to your battle?
1: Wow, he'd be prepared to do that.
0: Like it, it he doesn't say him, but it's, it's pretty it obviously it. yeah. him. Yeah. All right. Um.
1: Um.
0: This is not something that he wants to do. This is something that he is doing to um, buy your support. Fundamentally, yeah. Because you're you're right in that, and and he openly recognises they would get they would have a lot better negotiating position if they come and help you now than waiting until you've won the prize and then becoming your staunch allies. But he either doesn't feel his people have enough to... He has a big enough army to offer, or isn't prepared to risk it, but he's totally prepared to risk himself.
1: Um, I'm prepared to accept him if the generaling is a thing he wants to do, but it's not a price he has to pay to buy his people neutrality afterwards if neutrality yeah. is all he wants.
0: That's what he's floating for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, um... Same way I w won't take across I won't take him as something he has to do and it doesn't sound like he's something that he's very keen on.
0: No. He doesn't. Well, maybe I not maybe I live, maybe I die, but I buy little I buy Littleton a better seat at table. Yeah, but perhaps you have many fine generals, I'm no leader, no I break fingers from time to time, but no leader.
1: Uh, I don't have so many, I've got quite a few armies, I could certainly use more generals, but it's something I, I wouldn't want to, if you want to do this to better Littleton's position, you can, but I won't ask it of you, Littleton can have, uh, have as much neutrality as I can buy them either way.
0: He just sort of nods ambivalently at this. So yeah, fundamentally, um, he, he's absolutely not enthusiastically volunteering for this. Cool, then I won't take him, hmm? This is him trying to buy a seat at the negotiating table. On the other hand, what you're offering him is kind of... It's not quite what he wants, but it's realistically what he recognises he's going to get.
1: Yeah. I can't move the village to a more stable part of the world. No.
0: Nor can he reasonably expect you to just fuck off and leave several dozen hexes just sitting here. No.
1: No, and the reality is... If I do, someone else will come in and claim them sooner or later. The best chance he has of nobody else claiming them is me claiming them. I'm as good as... new uh, I'm as good close to neutral as he's going to get. Right, so, um... Say, Michaela...
0: Dang a mark might suit him nicely. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I, um... I think they're all daft myself, but um, that's just where, where I've come from. Um living under the um laws of s- human societies always seem to me to be a pretty good deal i know it's not that i know that um some places are worse than others but uh it doesn't make a lot of sense to me but um we're not the sort of kingdom that has to force people to join we're the sort of kingdom that's good enough that um, people want to join and if some people don't that's their business
0: laws can be inconvenient and require bending from time to time but there's lot to be said for society as a whole. I would not like to live in such a ramshackle hole. No protection, never knowing whether you're going to make it to the next day or not, and at the whim of forces more powerful than you. It's kind of a, it's a nightmare, fundamentally. <laughs> it's not
1: there's there's certainly plenty of work. there's certainly plenty of worse places to live, as you and I know full well, but um it's not what it's not it's, and it's not so bad if you're a strong enough elf man or w- woman who as can look after yourself. But sooner or later, you're either going to wind up with hostages to fortune or deliberately not take any. And um, either way, it's not much of a way to live.
0: Yeah, well... Um...
1: But anyway, um, it, worked, it worked with the lizards and we'd had an actual war with them. It may be after his people have had a good enough look at Stagthorn, they decide kings aren't all that bad. I mean, Eravetti's not man to aspire trust in the people around him, or he wouldn't have um, instantiated a um, five-nation army that seeks his death.
0: Michaela and Volta are pretty uh, philosophically opposed on several points.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: She's very much a person of organization and control. She's yeah. not actually particularly lawful, but she likes to control the situation, whereas
1: he's absolutely a fatalist and just, nah, what happened, happened. And, and um, oh, Caitlin can certainly relate to a certain amount of fatalism, but um, that whole lawful civilization alignment, he's very, he very much thinks that, you know, civilization is kind of uh, the... It, 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 civilization is the hammer. You know, every problem may not be a nail, but civilization is the hammer, it's the solution.
0: Yeah. Brynn, on the other hand, thinks Littleton is pretty
1: homely. Yeah. Yes, but um she likes living out in the woods just by herself. What you want,
0: eat what you want, do what you want.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is that, um left her own devices, she'd be, she'd be using it as the town when you come into like by rash, you know, by by um, arrows or um, shuriken or whatever, this game and I sell hides. Pretty good. <laughs> sell hides, and then you go back out into the woods. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you really just need your town to have some shops and general willingness to let you do as you please. It's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, and that's all. That's all good and fine, and I think well worth doing now. Than um <laughs> it, it speaks. It, it's an easier diplomacy, effectively diplomacy check to have worked it out in advance than after the giant army marches through and effectively conquers the place. Yep. That, and it gives them a bit of... Insofar as they can have assurance, it gives yeah. them some assurance. Yeah,
0: correct. They are still on your sufferance, but at least they have an understanding of what they're getting into.
1: Yeah, they don't, which means they're not going to do any sort of panicky, like, trying to resist us on the basis that we will... De- you know, yeah, they don't yeah. feel like they have to specifically or, arm against us. Or
0: making some sort of... um deal with Ereveti to keep you out, which is possible because Ereveti is a guy that keeps his fucking word.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, if they're desperate enough, he's still technically their lord. Yes. Well, from a certain point of view. It, that's Pytax land that that little village is squatting yes. on. Yes, 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 it
0: absolutely is.
1: <laughs> um... He may not be protecting them or making them pay taxes or anything, but um, he certainly could do either of those things. All right, and at that point, as traders, we will roll back through um, C9, um, past where the fishery used to be, and um, into D10, past where the farm still is, and then um, into um, E10 that they call Pytaxia. So
0: you are turning for Pytaxia.
1: So, as we sort of roll through it very briefly, can you um, tell me the terrain type for D10? I mean, it, I presume it's grassland because it's a farm hex, but it technically be hills. Um, so...
0: Uh, it is indeed planes, planes, planes.
1: Cool.
0: Sure. And of um the only thing of vague note to you is they have cleaned these places they're in process of cleaning these places up, you know, removing um, wrecked structures and that sort of thing. Yeah. But they are not in process of rebuilding. Yeah. Uh Irivedi is at present making no effort to rebuild these farms and fisheries.
1: Yeah. I didn't rebuild mine after we burned them down initially, either. I mean, if you're not strong enough to keep them from being burned in the first place, then you're not strong enough to defend them if they get built again. That's true. Kaelin looks kind of unhappy, writing past the burned-out structures. It had to be done. Ah. Uh, it didn't have to be done, but I don't think we had any better... But I don't think our other options were any more palatable. But I don't like it. It's a, it's an unchancy business. War always comes with loss. Always. Aye, I, I know. And you can't win a war by staying on the defensive all the time. And our places looked worse than this, but... Uh, he started it now. Places looked worse than this, but uh, white birds aren't exactly a s- subtle instrument in this regard. But it's not something I want to get comfortable doing. All right. And what's your plan for Pytaxia? Um, I my immediate goal is to um, see if we can get in yep. because I don't know, like. You know, Drelev never closed the door to um, random travellers, even when his um, kingdom was effectively under martial law and had hill giants patrolling the streets at night. But Eraviti is a very different ruler, and he is in a um, fairly serious war at the moment, so I want to find out where it is in the hex and what the terrain type is and take a look at the general land. I'm not going mad for exploring the place, but I want at least the very basic information. Cool. Uh,
0: So... Pytaxia itself is in the um, uh, the northeast corner. Right, yep.
1: And there's presumably a road, The road continues and runs into Pytaxia. Correct.
0: And yeah. Pytaxia is at a fork of three rivers. Right, yep. Um, one going up into F9, one going across into D10... And one going across into G- G10. Okay.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: And when you come right up to it, it is walled and fortified. Um, it is somewhat buttoned down. Um, several of the access points and gates have been shut down. And um, Everything is getting funneled through one or two main access points. Um, It's definitely... what you would put as being in a state of sort of stress or martial law or something like that, but it is not buttoned down and closed off altogether. You can see travellers, farmers, etc., etc. are going into the city. So, you basically get in a queue... Which is not extensively long, but seems to take a long, long, long time to roll through. Uh, and as you sort of get close to the gates, it will probably not surprise you to learn that the uh, the gate guards here are not people.
1: They're golems. They are
0: clockwork men. Yep, I figured. Um, and mm. one will approach... one will approach your wagon. This unit is Gate Patrol... this unit is Gate Patroller 42nd. Have you been in the city of Pytaxia before? Are you familiar with our laws and relevant documentations?
1: We have not. Hmm.
0: (laughs) And he basically explains to you... um, it at length.
1: Yeah, I figured that was going to trigger a long explanation, but it's no good pretending we are familiar and then it's, getting a nasty surprise. It's, it's
0: literally almost this expository recording that yeah. at any point he will just repeat back to you or elements of again. That's the NPC that you don't want to say. Did you did you comprehend that? Did you comprehend all of that? You don't want to say no, I didn't because people. This start over the again. entire thing. Uh, yeah. I
1: hope he's not the only gate guard, or everyone behind us is going to be giving us the sink eye.
0: Um, no, there are clearly um. It, it, the thing is, it's clearly everyone is going through this. Yeah, um,
1: but I'm picturing, you know, the three guys behind us have been in Pytaxia before, and it's like, right, there's one gate guard, and he—it's the thing with the cashier where you have to give yeah. them an exact change, incredibly slowly, and there's six people behind you in the line, who had, cr- of course.
0: So basically, what he will explain to you is that, um, because of the stress, the situation of the war, Pytaxia is currently. Um, uh, in a heightened state of security, is is the phrase he gives you. Yeah. Um, effectively, you know, everything will take longer to process through. They are going to search your wagon. Yeah. Uh, they don't ask you about this. They tell you that either you fuck off now, or we go through everything you've got. Yeah. It's your choice. Um, if you're a merchant's coming into trade, you need to pay some... Um, you, you either need to have paperwork that says you come here regularly, as you're claiming not to have then you need to pay a small fee to be able to trade within the city. It's all actually pretty reasonable. He just lays it out for you in exacting and specific detail. Um, It's also, however, quite efficient. The guards themselves are just authorised to take your money and process that. As opposed to any sort of higher authority they need to appeal to or bureaucracy they need to work through.
1: And and as I recall, this was about the point where Draelis guards started nicking stuff and uh, demanding bribes. Exactly.
0: But... Even in Stagthorn, um, you you sort of have a similar setup. Foreign merchants mm. pay fees when they come in, you know, because it's hard to get taxes out of them fundamentally. Um, but those fees are sort of collected by guards under supervision of someone else who then mm. go to the bank with it, etc., etc. There's a lot of chain that stops your random guard just shaking people down. Obviously, in Draylov's case, the law broke down to the point where that wasn't happening. Yeah. Pytaxia actually has the opposite problem. There's almost no bureaucracy associated with it whatsoever. This guard right here will stamp your paperwork and take your money, and he apparently has no supervision whatsoever to stop him pocketing it. But he's a clockwork man. He will presumably just do what he's told. Yeah. From a certain point of view, wonderfully efficient. Um. From, and indeed, the slowdown is owing to the heightened state of security, as opposed yeah. to their innate protections. But, mm, dunno, if it's for better or for worse, there are there are pluses and minuses.
1: So the theory being, we don't have any incriminating in the way in. Yeah, we have incriminating scuff on our person, but it's effectively covered by the disguise check in the sense that I'm wearing distinctive plate armour, which is concealed. Very much so.
0: Um, And indeed, you are going to have to give me a disguise check, because presuming you are prepared to comply with these um, conditions, then, um, and this guy will at any given point recite to you all the laws of Pytaxia if you want them, he'll just pull you out of the line and do so.
1: I think I probably do want to know, it's going to be a tedious hour, but I think I probably do want to know, because... This is going to be one of those towns where, um, it's going to be things like littering is punishable by death, and I want to know which things are punishable by death.
0: Okay, so, um.
1: However, as a player, or Kalen, they have to put up with this, but I only want to know sort things, of the unexpected, important, um, important or
0: unexpected things. Okay, so he will give you the same information, um, that you got from Alora Rusk about yeah. areas in Pytax that are off limits to you. Yeah. Um, that are suggested that you stay away from, there are dangerous areas in the land, and areas that you are forbidden to enter. Yeah. There is no argument about it, do not enter. Yeah. Um, That uh, Pytaxia's laws, um, again, are actually reasonably fair. Um, You actually don't get put to death for littering on the street, you get fined. Um, the the most consistent lore is do what the clockwork golems tell you because they are assumed to have complete and absolute authority. Yeah. Um. There's no the the uh, if you dispute something they're telling you the higher power you can appeal to is Iravetti. Yeah. Who takes court on such and such dates at such and such times? The next one will be available at blah 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 mm. at the Pita- at the Palace of Pytaxia. Um there's no intervening middlemen. It's very much assumed you know, if this Golem tells you to do a thing, then he has the either implicit or explicit backing of the king directly to tell him to do that. If you don't like it, you are allowed to take it up with the king. Um, but strenuous resistance and they will kill you. Mm. Um, minor anti-societal crimes like littering and that sort of thing, Um, are dealt with by a matter of fines Um, and there's no, there doesn't appear to be any leeway here, this guy doesn't, this unit doesn't tell you that um, you may receive a warning or a fine, you will be fined, it will be X silver pieces you will pay it directly to the unit that is fining you, the matter is now resolved Um, there's there's no negotiation in the law, no no wiggle room no, um no bend, no no circumstantial problems. Yeah, no no circumstantial um, modifiers, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, that said, his system is pretty fair. Um, you know, most crimes are punishable by fines because the economy is a way of assessing it. Mm. Um, some are some are punishable by light imprisonment. Um, they're definitely harsher on what you would classify as anti-societal crimes. Theft is not punishable by you are immediately killed unless you are a prolific offender or you are stealing enough. Um, but it's it's more harshly punished than it is in Stagthorn. Yeah. And that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, blah, 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 uh, the Palace of Pytaxia is also off-limits to you. With the exception of days, blah 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 blah. And that's about what he's got to say that's interesting from Calen's point of view. Um, uh, and. <laughs> that's the other one. Um, are you or have you been previously associated with the entities from the Fae realm? No. They are not allowed in here. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Uh, it, it is in fact illegal to be a fae in Pytaxia. Yeah. Of any kind, for any reason, no, no, um, yeah. No wiggle room permitted.
1: Like us and the undead.
0: Although, you know, that's what this guy is telling you. There might actually be wiggle room permitted if, say, you were sending um, Pearl Avish as an, as an official ambassador.
1: Yeah. And we were still having diplomatic relations with Pytax. Yes. Yes.
0: But, generally speaking, if you walk into the city, like, it is completely illegal for Tristan to be here, and it's punishable by death. Yeah. If he walks in they find out he's a changeling, they will kill him. Yeah. Right then and there in the street.
1: Yeah. Doesn't gladden my heart, but it makes a certain amount of sense.
0: Uh, And you do need to make a disguise check at this point, because they are going through your crap. And um...
1: Yep, and this is um, Michaela is responsible for these disguises, and I am borrowing her magic face fail thing. The And Caelan will again be disguised as a human because that's his default. The guard units are meticulous. They check you
0: Thoroughly, efficiently, this is not a massively long process, Um, all in all you're delayed about three hours getting through the gate, at least two hours of which is just the guy explaining the laws at length to you. Yeah. Um, But... The guards, are, the guards are competent, they actually have pretty good perception scores, they just don't come remotely close to touching Michaela. Yeah. So they search you really thoroughly, really efficiently, and completely miss all the secret bits that Michaela is
1: concealing. Yep. Yeah. And then allow you into the city. That's what, uh, Michaela can just do this kind of thing. Yep. Yes, she can. Alright, and we will have a bit of a look around the city proper.
0: Yes. Uh, she has just rolled a 48 on disguise. Awesome. Uh, completely crushing their 28 on perception.
1: Yep, so they are actually good at spotting things. Yes. And Michaela is just much yeah, better like you, at You'd discuss. hate to be
0: the ordinary smuggler trying to get in here. And,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I have met some guys who learned valuable lessons about not smuggling to fight acts.
0: And, and the other thing is, again, because of the efficiency of the golem thing, the guards do not seem, you know... Tired, weary. You see it with your guys all the time, right? You're the 900th person I've searched today. Yeah. Cool, I'm just... I'm not being an asshole here, I'm doing my job, but I am just sort of going through the motions, whereas these ones do the same thing every time. There is a 40-point checklist and we will check all 40 points over Mm. and over and over
1: every time. (laughs) And... Whether well, it's mechanically true or not, it's like always being able to take ten on their search checks, like
0: very, very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. That is that. Uh I, you could trivially find this either by asking the guard units directly or just walking around the city and looking or talking to people or whatever, so I'll just give you some exposition on Pytaxia. Yeah, it. that's what I was in, looking
1: for at this time. Among general. other things, you know, I've never been there and I have no idea what it's like and you know, next month we're invading, so I'd kind of like to have some idea. Okay, so. What it looked like before. <laughs> it
0: is walled and defended before you burn it all down. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I did build a CG engine for this.
0: That's true. It is walled and defended. It obviously has, um, defense value points, but nowhere near to the same no, insane extent that Dreliv did. Well, you know... everybody is sensible. He is not paranoid.
1: Yeah, I, I, was, I was looking for... Uh, certainly one of the things I wanted was at least a roughest estimate of their, um, of their defense value. Um...
0: And I will actually get a streetwise gather information check here. Yeah, so That's a 28 for Michaela. Cool.
1: Go, uh, is- will... will endeavor to assist her. Oops. For a start, he's going to roll a d20. He makes an assist check.
0: So that's a 30. Itaxia is impressive. Uh, they have several things here. Um, some of which you have, and some of which you do not. Um, it is not what you would describe as a heavily religious city. There's not a lot of, um, there, there's a temple, but not yeah. a lot of, you know, great cathedrals or works of that nature.
1: Who's the temple to, out of interest? Is it Gore? Uh,
0: no, it is not. Um, it, it is, you. excuse me. Take it Uh, aberda
1: Yeah, makes a certain amount of Commerce, sense.
0: Commerce, trade, civilization. Yeah. Um, but that's as far as they go. It's not a giant cathedral of um, religion and that sort of thing. Um, that they have, uh, they have quite a nice waterfront. Here. Yeah. Lots of sea, lots of trade going by river, and then yep. further out to the sea, and that sort of thing. Um, they do not have an extensive amount of wizardry stuff, so not your grand academies and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Michaela can find out on that check, You do not find it that. They had they had a foreign quarter being built at some point, and it never got finished. This is in the um, long distant past. It is one of the things that Iraveti's father was built was building,
1: and that Iraveti that Iraveti pretty
0: much put a stop to. Yeah. Um, there is, and there is a lot of things that you would consider um, for the greater good of the the people. There is a nice bank for economic stability. There is a nice hospital to stop people from getting plagues, that sort of thing. Nice. Uh, the palace... Gre-
1: and I would imagine granaries and that kind yeah, of yeah. thing.
0: The more basic, certainly. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, Dre
1: lived in a building a yeah. Granary, because, you no. know,
0: um, he the, was
1: pretty sure to get
0: food, whatever happened. The major takeaway is that the the city has been built with the people in mind. Certainly it has been approved upon in that regard. The only thing that is... Um, not strictly for their benefit would be the giant palace, and even that's sort of a source of pride to them. Uh, Pytax's palace is indeed magnificent. It rushes Stankborn's castle because it's a legit palace. Yeah, yeah. Um, They have a university. Cool. Um, They have a bank. Uh, They have a hospital. And oddly enough, given Eravity's persona, they have a very prominent and famous Bardic College.
1: That is an odd fit. Um, is it old?
0: No, actually, it isn't. Uh, Interesting. It, it's not brand new, um, but it is not an ancient building. It is... Um, actually, yep, Michaela can find this out. Um, it it was built about, I think... Uh, I think, still haven't written this timeline now, but I think it's about 50-odd years ago. Uh, at the period where Castruccio Ravetti was married and still doing public things.
1: Oh right, that makes So it is old enough. It's old um, enough to be pre-clockwork king.
0: It was, it was actually the very first thing that he built upon taking the throne.
1: Mm. <laughs> it's, it's definitely one of those might have been things. I mean obviously, You wouldn't have our campaign story, but what Uh, the world might have been if he hadn't done this to himself. And on that gather
0: information check, you can find out it is no longer referred to this publicly, but when it was built, it was known as the Cassiopeic Bardic School of the Arts.
1: Ah, yeah.
0: Ouch. Um, That name has been removed from the signage, but the building itself continues on strongly.
1: Yeah. I might have a chat with um, the Queen of Mavon and see if we can get the name reinstated. And that's about what's there. Seems like a relatively minor favour to ask. Um, Cool. The city is, and and sort of the more the ceiling, the,
0: the ceiling, excuse me, the feeling in the city is one of sort of an air of caution because they're in that sort of heightened state of security, and people are taking it seriously. No one is looking at you deeply suspiciously, but there's just this sort of feeling of caution in the air. Um, People pretty freely talk about Stagthorn as the enemy.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um... Nobody talks shit about Iravetti or his policies at all, and getting an underlying impression from people: yeah, a part of that is because he is actually a really good king to them, and he is widely popular. Um, But it's also he does not tolerate dissent. Period. Yeah,
1: Yeah, there's and um... those
0: two things come together to a city that either really loves him people people in the city either really love him or do not speak against him, and that combination produces a very orderly
1: city. Yeah, well, it's kind of a thing, like, in in Fort Drelev, you know, post-Hildreth were on the streets every night, it was pretty much just, you don't say this because will kill you. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of a, um, it's a different matter where you're still getting pretty good government, and, you know... A lot of people probably genuinely don't have anything bad to say about him, but on the other hand, there's certainly an air of, and it gets, uh, and it's an incredibly dangerous thing to do. You know, like, I mean, you could certainly find people who would say bad stuff about Kalen and Stagthorne, because, you know, Kalen's widely reputed to chop, not chop people's heads off People for saying it publicly. I, I don't quite know what Kalen's
0: takeaway on this would be, Um it is, A city that is very orderly, very efficient, but just in this slightly uncomfortable sort of grip of over-efficiency bordering on fear.
1: Yeah. On the other hand, the last enemy city that I infiltrated was Fort Drelia, and everyone there was just scared to fucking death. Yeah. Admittedly, they were in a state of permanent siege within and without, but, you know, that was definitely a story a city that was going to topple off the edge in the near future. Uh,
0: so this is functionally a city that is hard-aligned, lawful neutral.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not... Um,
0: are, it is absolutely not a place where they are evil, yeah. but it is absolutely
1: not a place where they are good. It's not Kaylin's personal cup of tea... But he's not actually unbelievable he's not actually particularly uncomfortable here and particularly because he's rating it against how Drayle would manage things.
0: I think actually the word I'm looking for is um, that Calen might find Pytaxia a little heartless.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that.
0: It is a little mechanical.
1: Yeah, I think he certainly feels like, you know he's not wild about people criticizing him, but there, there should be a a sense in where people feel that they can say you know, well, um, he's a good king, but this new tax policy is just plain daft and feel confident no one will execute them? And
0: things like
1: they have... I mean, have... K- Kaylin sits during bitches all the time, and it's kind of annoying, but, you know, that does mean they feel safe to do yes. it.
0: Uh, in Pytaxia, you are absolutely free to say that. As long as you do so within the assigned time and place where you are supposed to express your compliance, yeah. Otherwise, you are spreading dissent, yeah. um, Which is punishable by anywhere from fines to outright death, depending on what they,
1: how much the the severity of
0: your dissent. Um, Yep. But likewise, they've got this amazing centre of arts and culture and bardic finery, you know, and there are performances on street corners this street corner and this one and this one. No one will perform on this street corner and no one does. Yeah. Because if you do, the clockwork men will come and remove you from that street corner.
1: Yeah. What well, it's probably a bit much like what our society's like at the moment.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's... The the city has this impression of being under light mar it's it's under what you would deem to be proper martial law at this time, because yeah. they very openly they're very open about it being because of the war. But even when restrictions relax, the city is just period under light martial law. Mm-hmm. So Pytaxia. Yep. And none of this is compellingly amazingly secret or anything. Yeah. Uh, you are also welcome to ask for more secret things from your, um, gather information checks and things, but that's the broad overview of the city, its people, the impressions yeah. you take away.
1: So, um, having made it to the city and safely gotten ourselves inside, yeah. we're going to spend a day also renting rooms in and in and, um, actively trading yeah. to provide ourselves with a certain amount of cover. Yeah.
0: And you find no difficulty doing this whatsoever. Commerce is still ticking away by and large, unimpeded. Um, Again, Eravity somewhat has the same problem as Dre If he wants to keep people out to keep the city safe, but he needs people to come in Mm -hmm. to keep trade flowing, (laughs) Kaelin has the same problem at this point.
1: But presumably our inn isn't, um, full of a desperately cheerful guy who's been told he has to sell us for low cost, and um, if he, but if he, um... If he doesn't get to, uh, tourists, he'll lose his head, style of thing?
0: No, not at all. The guy gives you what you would deem to be a fair price. Yeah. Um, his inn is um, uh, full, but not compellingly so. Like, business business is a little down across the city, because, but because of the war, as opposed to because anything a rivetti is doing.
1: Uh. So, um, and then, um, having spent a day establishing our cover... Um, what I'm interested in is the palace, so I'm going to, you know, talk to Mikhaila. So, we've made it in. I, um, the things, I would like to see if we can get some more information on Uriveti, if there's any way to stop him shy of killing him. We're running out of time to find it. Um, any intelligence in that, or indeed any information on his tactical plans, not that I think he writes that kind of thing down um, when he's just as well-equipped to keep it in his head, would be something that I'd be interested in. And if we can, I want to get the um, the, that River Razor kid out, uh, uh, what's being held hostage out. I have a lot of faith in... um, You and I have done a certain amount of ultra these kind of things, things before. It was me and Bryn what um broke people out of the actual jail cell but and this is going to be a tougher nut to crack in some ways for um someone who uses disguise because uh there's not too many people go into the into and out of the palace we don't have to go in if we think it's going to be too risky but that's why I had you get that word of recall scroll if everything goes to hell the trade goods are just not that valuable I quite understand
0: I have a couple of I have a a few suggestions one of which is we could attempt to browse the city's archives. There are libraries and the like here to gather whatever more background information we can on Castrucio Rivetti's past, although more Tristan's area of expertise than my own. Entering the palace in disguise, I see only two options, given it's the severity by which it is restricted. And again, you pick this up and get the information. Just the same thing you got from Elora. Nobody goes in, nobody goes out. Mm. Um, We would either need to go in when the Clockwork King is holding court, uh, or we would have to enter as the only people who are permitted to go in and out. Clockwork units. It's a considerable challenge, but one not beyond me.
1: I had the thought about the Clockwork units. If you can pull it off, because no one, assuming we, assuming the disguise is good enough, no one will look twice at us. The um, other clockwork units probably aren't uh, are constructed to keep people out.
0: I'd I'd prepared for this possibility. It's effectively a light suit of metal uh, armour over
1: your armour, as it were. That'd be my that'd be my preference. Um, We could go in as commoners and sneak away from the rest of the throng, but there'll probably be quite a bit of security to stop us doing so. And we'll have to keep to the public areas initially. There must be routes by which golems enter the city, enter the palace and leave the palace all the time. And, you know, what's two more? And I, there's definitely, doubtless things to be found in the public libraries, but my thought is that the palace will have the real intel. I mean, there must be something that man's written down, at least when he was a man. And, It'll have, that'd be, he, I've got fair money, that's where he's keeping the kid. And possibly Keston Garrus as well, who will certainly spring if we run across him. I have relative faith he'll be, um, in good nick to the, um, but it would certainly be nice to have him back. And, um, if we get the kid out, then the River Raisers can fight with us next month.
0: If we spring them, we give her a very clear warning that we were here. Well, on the other hand,
1: it, it'd be—I know um, we played that, we danced on the razor's edge with drelev but we were coming in and out multiple times, and using his secret passage and the like, infiltrating him multiple times. After next month, one way or another, we're not going to have this problem anymore.
0: I would not be at all surprised if the Clockwork King has a secret passage or several into his palace. I imagine any knowledge about them died with Gaetan, though. Uh, like, it's not like you're going to find some traitor to a Ravetti who's going to tell you that information.
1: But wherever the, um, but the, he's got enough clockwork units that they must go in and out. They can't all be stationed inside the palace or in the city and never the twain shall meet. So, um.
0: No, indeed, and, um, the, the people that enter the palace are common folk go in, um, to address the king when he holds court. Uh, the, uh, General, Avanish Jurg, goes in, the one who's an oni. Yeah. Um, the, um, Gaitain went in and out, although probably not so much anymore. It's possible Irividi doesn't know he's dead, but it's, it's probably not likely.
1: No, I think Irividi would know something like that.
0: Uh, Iruviti himself goes in and out, and golems go in and out. You yeah. just find that out. It's, it's a fact. Um... And occasionally visitors do go in and out, but it's a very public thing. You know, that's visiting diplomats, that sort of thing, and it's not frequent.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, if Yorveti had maintained more social ties with the other kingdoms, people wouldn't be as wegged out by him.
0: Yeah, but he does not flat out reject all contacts, but you're only talking, you know, once every maybe, maybe once every four months, some external party goes in. And the thing that makes it creepy is that servants don't go in. There's no one going in to, say, take food in on a daily basis, or clean the place, or servants who live there who are going out into the city to buy food for themselves, or to see family members, or blah, 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 blah.
1: But it does make a certain amount of sense, because the golems presumably keep the place clean. Yeah, yeah. And it, probably doesn't eat at this point.
0: It's just his his palace is um, sometimes referred to, you find the city as the House of a Hundred Doors, because it's got loads and loads of rooms and passages and corridors in it, and apparently no one in them.
1: Yeah. On the other hand, all the better to, um, the better to uh, break it, break into the place. Yes, it's true. Alright, so um, that being the case, we will do a certain amount of casing it, and then probably attempt to break into the palace. Yep.
0: Okay. So. All right. So casing it externally is um, larceny, which is in this um, weirdly, weirdly bop.
1: Uh, Something we don't have a lot yeah, of. Yeah, it's
0: the disabling devicey, yeah, catalog thing. Uh, engineering you can do?
1: Sure, I'll do engineering. I know a lot about palaces and castles and things. Uh, 33. Obviously it's not as relevant as a cheek, but I did roll well and I do have a lot of knowledge engineering. Okay.
0: So, um, this was built uh, historically this was built before Eravetti was the clockwork king. It was yeah. built when he was king in, right. in that high expansion period. It's been built by somebody with an orderly mind, definitely, but not an insane degree of structure. It's not every single thing serves a precise purpose. It's just yes. somebody who's a good, efficient architect who honestly might well be Castruccio Eravetti himself, has built the plans together and um, had this built to a specification uh, it's only one floor high, which makes it interesting in an engineering sense, but it's really big. It occupies a lot of real estate. Yeah, and that's there's weird. A, there's a lot of land around here. It's not yeah. like it's taking up valuable space. It's needed elsewhere. Pytaxia has just sort of expanded outwards. Yeah. Um, it is slightly odd, but Calum doesn't see any compelling reason for it other than an interesting architectural choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to the extent um, you are in fact certain there isn't a super compelling reason for it or some deeply magical concept. It's just Kostrussi, I already thought this would be cool. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Fundamentally. Um, you have several watchtowers, um, you know, a moat, that sort of standard palace medieval security, arrow slits, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in terms of entering it there are roofs, there are windows, there is a very obvious main gate with drawbridge that you are intending to surmount with your disguise to get in. Yeah. Um, and from there, it is moving through the maze of the palace and finding what you want in it. Which, if there's hundreds of empty rooms, is probably going to be kind of a something of a challenge. Not so much because there's a lot of stuff that's going to cost you, or well, there's doubtlessly security units yep. within it. Uh, but just finding what you want in there. Yeah. On the other hand, presumably he can just put an entire wing where he puts his prisoners or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, he's certainly got enough space in that palace to how uh, to um, genteelly confine prisoners. Yes.
0: Yes. This like your castle houses about two hundred people. You know, counting the people that live there, the guests that go in there uh, or oh, it houses. It doesn't it, it houses about fifty. Mm. It has about two hundred people in it. Uh this is on a scale of magnitude substantively bigger, so yeah. this would house, you know, a hundred and fifty with ease and have you know it could in theory hold a thousand people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um uh, so yeah, that's About what you've got, there's, there's not a lot that you see from scoping it out in the way of obvious access points, but you're not sure if that's because they aren't there, or because you are not an accomplished burglar and just don't know where to find them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing is, we're, there's a reason we're using the disguise to do this rather than... Yeah, well, your plan is more
0: just to walk in the front door, is it? Yeah,
1: because the thing is, um, obviously we'll have to surmount some locks and guards if we intend to rescue prisoners or access secure documents. But it's not like we're trying to rob his treasury blind. Most A lot of the security that isn't on the basis of keeping people who are people out will be surmounted by the disguise checks, and a lot of the rest will be in the bits of the castle we're not planning to go in.
0: So fi- sorry, finding out information about Eravetti is a plausible goal here. Freeing prisoners is a plausible goal. Uh, actively killing Eravetti is also a plausible goal, albeit one um, that's going to come with a shitload of... Um, Reinforcement coming in, uh, not actually massively rapidly, presuming, like, if he's sitting in his mm. throne room, he's presumably got guards in there, but he doesn't have an entire army mm. and ready to protect him. On the other hand, the army is here, so yeah, if you do, if you go down that route, you'll want to be world word of recalling out, but you absolutely can if you choose to. There's nothing,
1: no, um. I would like to get around this problem without killing Uriveti. I think that is unlikely, but this is a mission to provide me with more options. You are not
0: here to kill Uriveti today.
1: Well, I mean, you know, if he personally jumps us in a corridor and says Kaelin Thorne, it is kind of we battle Yeah. You know, I'm not necessarily ruling on it the out. On the other hand, he's unlikely going to... to be
0: personally searching his palace every day to see if Caleb Bourne is
1: in it. Yeah, but, I mean, absent him jumping us in what looks like an ideal opportunity, I'm not going to be looking for the bit... You know, um, obviously we can't ambush him in his sleep, but I'm not going to be looking for the bits of the palace where he does whatever he does instead of sleeping and trying to find him and trying to sneak up on him. I'm going to be actively looking for the bits of palace he isn't in. Because, sure. you know... There's got to be a lot of palace that he is in, because it's really big and there's only one of him. And, you know, as compared to most, you know, like, as compared to sneaking around, like, the Jade Regent's throne... The, the Jade Regent's um, at, at enclave or Fort Dreliv or whatever, you know, sneaking around this vast palace containing a dozen actual people has got to be a relatively, not necessarily easy, but, you know, easier than you would think from the size and security level. Yes. Of course, if all the golems have golem security where they will check they're the right golem, in case there's people dressed as golems sneaking in, we'll be in some trouble. Yeah. Or actual guards see, or either golems or actual guards see us and penetrate our disguises, we'll be in some trouble. But
0: (laughs) Tristan could tell you, unless Ervini's done something amazing with them, they won't have like a magic golem sensing thing. Yeah. Um, On the other hand, a system of complex passwords or something in that neighborhood, is, 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 is theoretically certainly possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, a bit, there are lines of logic that make that difficult, because Tristan can tell you all about constructs in general. Um, what he doesn't have that would be really helpful is that robotic computer link to each other, where they can just look at each other and send each other the code. It yeah. doesn't work like that. He could have a code, but each unit would have to know it. Yeah. And you would, if you change them on a daily basis, you would have to physically walk up to each unit and communicate that. So that's not
1: terribly likely. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, we're deliberately going down this road because we think it's the one that will be less secured. Our theory is that you, Uriveti hasn't done a tremendous amount to prove himself against people sneaky and disguised as golems. It possibly has, but certainly the theory was that would be a harder thing to do.
0: Now... One thing that may be relevant to you here. Uh, you were theorizing, um, or rather, um, your palace has a forbidden it.
1: My castle, your, yes.
0: Your castle. To stop people teleporting in. Yeah. Uh, you have somewhat run on the theory that Ravetti has the same.
1: It certainly seems like, given that he teleports places, yes, it's possible he does and it's possible he doesn't.
0: Correct. Um, he he might or might not, or he might only have it on certain locations and not others. Like, God knows he's got enough room in here that he could have a teleport out room. Yeah. Um. But the, the reason I bring this up is because word of recall is a teleportation spell. Yeah. That will also be blocked by this effect. You cannot leave if you fall into this um, sort of zone.
1: If we tr- if we try and trigger a word of recall and it doesn't work, does she lose the spell? Uh
0: I am honestly not sure. Um that would be under the forbidden. Uh all effects simply fail automatically. Um I'm honestly not sure. When you cast a spell and it fails,
1: I would assume. I think it
0: that you lose it.
1: Yeah, mate. No, I'm prepared to accept that. That makes sense to me. Therefore, our um, plan. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's very likely that already would have this kind of protection up, given that he teleports into place foreign places all the time. Um, you know, and he can put it on certain areas of the palace and not others. Um, if we get rumbled inside the palace, our goal is going to be to break out of the palace. You know, possibly by jumping out a window or something. You know, not necessarily by trying to get out the front door. And then once we're outside the palace, we will word to recall away. Because the theory being, you know, if we start a massive rumble, we'll be pursued by guards in ever-increasing numbers but it's much more feasible to get outside the palace than it is to make it out of the city.
0: There we go, it is here. Uh, if you try and cast a spell in conditions where the characteristics cannot be made to confirm, to conform, the casting fails and the spell is wasted. If you cast Charmed Person on a dog, you use the spell, but the dog is not Charmed because he's not a person. Yeah. If you cast a Teleport spell where another spell says you can't teleport here, then you go...
1: Again, <laughs> okay, that
0: was my word of recall.
1: And she's only got one of them, so... Because we can't know if it is up in the palace, we we won't use it inside the palace. We'll um unless circumstances are so dire that that cha- that single chance is better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, but our our emergency plan will actually be to run back out as you know chop through a wall and jump out a, win- jump out a window or something like that to get ourselves out of the palace yeah. and then teleport away. Because still it's still a lot easier to get out of the palace and teleport to Stagthorn than it is to get out of Pytaxia as a whole.
0: Yeah, and you could, in theory, pick this up by, um, like, detecting for abjuration magic and that sort of thing, looking for those blocks. But that may be beyond you, and unfortunately you don't have anyone here who has teleport things to... Like Bryn, for example, could just go, I try and Dimension Door through that? Cool. <gasps> We can't go that way.
1: Yeah. Well, also, dimension door is a perfect solution for how to get far enough away that you can word of recall. No. Oh yeah. because... You, you can't d- teleport because dimension.
0: teleport is blocked, and dimension door is a teleportation effect. I'm 90 sure. No, no, you're uh, right. Bren cannot uh, cannot wolf step into the palace any yeah. more than anyone else can teleport it.
1: All right. Um. So we've we've got that as our plan. Cool. So the goal is to look for either prisoners or intelligence on what's really going on with Ravetti and how we could conceivably take him down without killing him, yep. or intelligence on Ravetti's current battle tactics. Yep. But that's definitely the third of our priority list of three. Yep. And because I don't necessarily know where any of these things are, we're just kind of going to poke around and generically look for them
0: but the key aspect
1: is we're endeavouring to avoid places we think a ravetti is
0: mechanically that makes perfect sense mechanically when you get into the palace you'll be rolling sort of searchy knowledge engineering checks to go okay where would be the logical place to keep these sort of things like architectural evidence suggests that the main kitchens, because this palace Kelsey, has huge kitchens for yeah. not very non-guests right. they have, yeah. are going to be over there and that's going to be really low priority because why would he be keeping prisoners in the kitchen? Let's yeah. look for where there'd be a dungeon or a guest wing. You know, those are good places to start. Mm. Irovedi would be in his throne room or his bedroom kind of thing. Let's dodge those. Would he have a study or a library where, and the knowledge engineering check tells us Yes, you think it will be over here, so you go there. Or, yes, you've failed entirely, you think it will be over here, and when you get there, it's a stable. Mm -hmm. So, cool. I can see you falling asleep at the table.
1: Yeah, I I am starting to have trouble staying awake.
0: Let us move on. Um, What Michaela has for you as disguise here is effectively a... um, a, very much like a C-3PO-style tin suit that you're putting on over the top of everything you have. Yeah. You know, armor, weapons, etc, etc. Yeah. And then you are walking around looking like a clockwork golem. And it's making little, you know, she's got like active gears that are tied up inside it that make the little worry noises and that sort of thing. Yeah. She instructs you to speak precisely at all times if required. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing.
1: I have spent a lot of time listening to first.
0: Um no, First is not a good model. Ah. He is much too individualized for I this was sort of thing.
1: thinking more of a sort of mirror of the tone of voice.
0: Makes sense, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the, the GM will not yeah. be penalizing your role-playing there. Yeah. It was just the... Yeah. So... You approach the palace gate, uh, and... This is pretty damn secure. Like, you'd hate to be getting in here the hard way. You're pretty confident, as Caelan, that you could. Yeah. Like, there's two dozen clockwork units here. Hack them all to pieces and go blazing in the front door. This is a thing you could do, but God, would it be noisy and provoke a reaction. Yeah. Um. And because you haven't taken out his armies, the reaction is going to be really hardcore. Yeah. Um, as it is, you walk up towards it, um, and the clockwork unit, guard units there do not block your path, and Michaela immediately needs to make a sense motive check to see whether they expect her to come to them and in part, you know, I am unit such and such, delivering goods for such and such, or if she should just ignore them completely and walk in, like she knows exactly where she's going. Yeah. And if she fluffs this, then her disguise check gets harder because she is immediately suspicious. So... It, uh, she will look at them and you know just give you the slightest nudge on your shoulder to tilt you and point you in that direction slightly. You need to approach them and state where you're going and why. Your your coming in here is not unusual. Yeah, but um, it's it's your job to get past them as opposed to their job to let you in. Yeah, and she walks she walks up to them. And she says, Intern- internal patrol units 48 and 49 for reassignment of shift. The patrol unit on the gate looks at her. Guard unit, palace guard unit 267 acknowledges this request and watches her for a moment. Then ye oldie disguise check. And this is one where she is being penalised because it's kind of hard to make yourself look like a clockwork person. You are not only going for a different type of thing here; you're trying to be something entirely inhuman of a different yeah. species. Uh, however, as she has rolled an eighteen on that, uh, that will give her fifty-six. Woohoo! Guardian, watch this. Acknowledge. Turns, raises its arm, flicks its fingers open, makes a salute to people on the other side of the drawbridge, and do, 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 the drawbridge begins lowering. And you and Michaela start to cross into the palace of Pytaxia itself. What secrets lie within the Clockwork King's palace? Dum dum dum. dum, dum. dum.